I'm Carol Joy Side, and welcome to the Homeschool Made Simple podcast. You're listening to episode 122. This is a podcast to help you homeschool simply, inexpensively, and enjoyably. Well, I've just read, actually reread, a book that I just couldn't wait to share with all of you. Uh, it's by a very famous author named Kate Douglas Wiggin. And many of you may know her for Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm, which is not my personal favorite book. Um, I just don't think it's as well written as some. Um, the movie is delightful, but it, of course, is not true to the book. The movie with Shirley Temple is very sweet. But the book I want to tell you about and the author that I want to tell you more about um, is Kate Douglas Wigan, as I said, and the book is Mother Carrie's Chickens, which is a terrible name, but it's taken from Water Babies, um, which is kind of a classic children's book that hasn't really stood the test of time very well. But back in the Victoria era, it was a very popular book. And um, this book gets its title from the idea of these chickens going out and bringing back wise chickens back to kind of their domain. Um, But the book itself is so dear. And the life of Kate Douglas Wiggin, she was uh, born in Philadelphia, moved to Maine, and then through various um, marriages and then being widowed. She lived um, as a child for a while in Santa Barbara, California, for her uh, fa- stepfather's health. Then he died, and their family went into some really hard financial times. And then um, through a series of events, she got involved in the kindergarten movement. And she and her sister uh, wrote extensively on the need for children's education and the idea of kindergarten. And she was very influential. I don't know the details of this, but I know she never had any children of her own. But she exemplified such a love for children and a defense for them and a protection of them. But the the fun story of her childhood, which I want to share with you before I talk about the book, is her involvement with Charles Dickens. Um, when she was a little girl, Charles Dickens was considered kind of a literary god, small g. And he uh, had come to, I believe it was Maine, to give a public oration. And the thief, he was on a tour nationally. And he was, of course, the best known and best loved author of his day. And he'd come from England. And he was speaking in Maine. And everyone was just astonished at the charge, you know, to go hear him. So Kate Douglas Wigan couldn't even dream of getting in there. But she watched from the window outside. And I believe her mother was able to attend the oration. And soon after that, she and her mom uh, were on a train on a trip and found out that Dickens was actually on the same train as they were. And so she, through a a series of events, finagled her way back into his car and was just studying him. And then when his buddy, who was sitting next to him, got up to go to the smoking car, she and Dickens was looking out the window. She just walked over and sat right down next to him. And he had no idea that she was sitting there until he turned around and he said, 
God bless my soul. Where did you come from? And they began the most adorable conversation. And in this conversation, she told him that she'd read every single one of his books, some of them six times, except for the two they didn't own yet that they're about to go buy in Boston. And then she said, I've read all of them, uh, but I have skipped some of the boring parts of your books. And he said, well, God bless my soul. Tell me more. And so he got out a piece of paper and a notebook and he wrote down all of her comments and recommendations about things that he should have edited or changed in his book, laughing the whole time with his beautiful chuckle. And by the end of the trip, they were sitting with his arm around her waist, this little girl in this train, and he's just listening to every word that she had to say. And she was just so touched and changed by that experience that she wrote a small book about it. But, and it's called A Child's Journey with Dickens. But what I love is the book that, of all of her books that she wrote, um, she, she wrote several books to raise money for the kindergarten movement. But the book that I want to talk about is Mother Carrie's Chickens. And it's a story of a family. They're very well off, very um, prosperous family. And the father dies suddenly. And the mother is left with her four children and their their fortunes have taken a, a huge shift. And they had been on a family trip a year or two before, and they'd been going through Maine, and they had come upon an empty farmhouse, and they had picnicked on the grounds of that farmhouse, and their whole family just had their hearts knit to this setting and this home. And they had been at a garden uh, supply place and a nursery, and they had purchased a, a rambling rose bush. And the father said that he felt that they should give the farm something back for the beautiful um, experience they'd had picnicking on the grounds. And so the family had chosen a rambler rose and they had planted it on a trellis at the farm and then when their fortunes changed one day their oldest daughter who's just uh, forced to be reckoned with and a delight uh, said to the mom that she had a vision in her heart that they were to move to what they called the yellow house and her mother was like really and so they sent their their brother their oldest brother off on the train and he found out that the house was available and they were allowed to rent it. And they move out to the country where they thought they could live very inexpensively. And they move into this house and they just fall in love with the town, small country town, and this house. And they begin to make improvements in it. And um, the oldest daughter sends a letter off to the gentleman who's actually in foreign service and she sends it off to the owner of the farmhouse. It had been his mother's farm. And they begin a relationship with, through letters, she and this older gentleman, Mr. Hamilton, I believe his name is. And they begin to remodel this house. And everyone in the village gets involved. And there's a big barn that had been cleared out. Uh, by the pre by the Hamilton's kids, and then they lost interest one summer, and so um, Mother Carrie and her family begin to do beautiful things to this house. And what I love about this book more than anything is the influence 
of this godly woman in their community. There are two children that live uh, right close by, and their father is a professor, and he is completely lost in his, I believe it's archaeological studies and writing, and their mother had died. And the two children, for all intents and purposes, are orphaned, and they're living in a home completely by themselves. I think there was a housekeeper or someone, but the father has almost no contact, even though he lives in the house with them. And Mother Carrie basically adopts these children to her heart and invites them into their home. And even though they have no money, Um, They just live such a rich, full life. And the way that she works with her children in terms of character and the um, influence she has on the young school teacher there in the area, a young man who graduated from Bowdoin College. And um, her son had been at prep school, but when they lost all their money, he had to stay home from school and go to the neighborhood school. And he thought it was so beneath his dignity. But yet this teacher was really from another breed of quality and excellence and how these children really turn this little neighborhood academy around with their love for learning and their excellence of character and their their enthusiasm. And then I won't tell you all the story, but the point of my wanting to share it with you is because of the beauty and the dignity and the character that this mother exemplifies. Oh, I forgot to tell you that they also wind up taking in a niece whose father, uh, she, her mother had died and her father um, was kind of a clueless businessman and the Curies had put all of their life savings into helping him in business and they never got any money back. And so Not only had this little girl's father kind of bankrupted their family, but she also was kind of a pill and very spoiled. And and so she winds up coming to live with them and the children are not happy about it. But Mrs. Carey loves her and shapes her and gives her unconditional love when no one else ever had. And just the, the power of a godly mother and and an adopted mother. You know, she adopts people as well as her own birth children and takes them into her heart and really changes her community with her wisdom, her graciousness, and her love. And um, although I don't think her other books are as well written. This book to me, which is written quite a few years later as she's older and probably a better writer, I really think is her masterpiece and it's not as well known and I just wanted to share it with all of you because it's a perfect example of exhorting one another to love and good works as we read these literary books particularly from a previous era this was written I believe in 1911 if I'm not mistaken um, it, they really make us want to be better people they're not you know a good book makes you want to live on the lessons that you learn from it. And um, this book is not in any way preachy. There's no sermonettes. There's none of that annoying stuff that very often came out of the Victorian literature. It's just such a healthy, solid, robust living kind of book 
that will encourage you to live a better life and be a better person. And it will also encourage your children to um, endure hardship as good soldiers of Christ. So I recommend it to you. I've read it twice now and I'll probably read it again. Mother Curious Chickens by Kate Douglas Wiggin. Uh, I believe also that Walt Disney made a movie kind of <laughs> alluding to it. I've not watched the movie, but it's starring Haley Mills, who's someone I love and enjoyed as a child myself. So I think it's called Summer Magic and might be something worth you know, viewing. I can't guarantee it personally, but I do know that it was based loosely on the book. So thanks for listening this week on the Homeschool Made Simple podcast. I love to help families homeschool simply, inexpensively, and enjoyably. When you help me get the word out about what I'm doing here, I appreciate it so much. Until next time, remember, Jesus' commandments are not burdensome. What he calls you to do, he will enable you to do. Blessings. Hi, I'm Carol's assistant, Rachel. On September 17th, Carol will be in Dallas, Texas, teaching her basic seminar, A Literature-Based Approach to Education. In this seminar, Carol will teach you everything you need to know to keep homeschooling simple. Recently, someone said, Carol's seminars have been a breath of fresh air. They are realistic for the 21st century mom to implement. I am no longer carrying a burden that is impossible to bear. I am focusing on where each of my children are at and creating a thriving family rhythm and culture. Join Carol in Dallas to learn how to simplify homeschooling, focus on what matters most, and give your children a world-class education. Participants receive 11 pages of book lists, access to a seminar-exclusive book sale, and an opportunity to submit questions for the panel discussion at the end of the day. You don't want to miss it. Don't forget, dads and teens come at no extra charge. Click the link in the show notes to learn more and register today.